Okay, guys, we are in uh, Lesson 6. We're going to talk about the Passover and the final plague. So if you remember, up until this point, up until this point, we had the nine plagues taking place where God is wanting to show himself mighty and punish the Egyptians for what they have done to the Israelites. And so now we're coming to the final plague. But there's got to be something that has to take place before the final plague because God has a purpose in all that he does. Now we're going to be looking at chapter 11 and chapter 12. We're not going to read through these again because of our time, but we're going to kind of go through these different things. Now chapter 11, verses 1 to 10, is the announcement of the final plague. So God's going to announce the final plague. Moses is going to announce it as well. So here's what I want you to see. First of all, the Lord tells Moses that he will strike Egypt one more time and then Israel will be driven out. So he's going. he tells Moses, Moses, there's going to be one final plague and when this happens, they're going to they're, they're not just going to let you go. They're going to drive you out of there. They're going to, they don't even want anything to do with you anymore. They're going to, they're going to mush you out of here. Okay. As they are driven out, Israel is to ask the Egyptians for silver and gold. Now, isn't that interesting? God says, I'm going to give you favor with the Egyptians so that when they ask you to leave, you can ask them for silver and gold and they'll gladly give it to you to get rid of you. Do you know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to, you, and you will plunder them, is what the word says. You basically are going to strip them of all they have. Isn't that amazing? Now you're like, why would God want the silver and gold? Well, we'll see that later as we get into the study, as we progress further along. There's a reason why they are to have the silver and the gold. It's not so that they have a nice bank account. Okay? Now the Lord gave Israel favor in the sight of the Egyptians and Moses' prominence. So here's what's happening. As these plagues are happening, God gave them favor in the sight of the Egyptians because the Egyptians are like, wow, look, this isn't happening to them. They start favoring the Israelis and they start viewing Moses as a what, folks? As a God, as some kind of superior person. So God gave them Prominence and favor. Now, Moses now has to go and tell the Egyptians. Now, I think this is pretty bold. Because remember, Pharaoh said to Moses, what? If you show up here again, you're what? You're dead. Now, obviously Moses isn't afraid anymore, is he? No. So he shows up. And he announces that the Lord will strike and kill the firstborn of Egypt. Now that's, a, that's an amazing thing to tell them, right? What would you do if somebody showed up and said, God's going to kill your firstborn child? That would be, or you would be like, are you crazy? Get out of here. You'd be calling the police or something. Do you know what I'm saying? This guy's harassing me. He's threatening me. That's what this basically is, but Moses is announcing it. He said, there will be a great outcry in Egypt such as not been heard before. So what's going to happen 
is, is God's going to come through, he's going to kill all of the firstborn, not just the firstborn human beings, but firstborn of the animals, in one night, and there's going to be such a great outcry as such has never been heard in all of Egypt before. Okay? So this is what Moses is telling them. The Lord will make a distinction between Israel and Egypt as Israel will not be hurt. Now, isn't that interesting? God's saying, Israel's not going to be affected by this. This is purely going to be against the Egyptians. Purely against the Egyptians. And the Lord points out that Pharaoh will not respond so that he might so that he can show his mighty works. So the Lord says, look, by the way, Pharaoh's not going to change his mind here. This is so that I can show my mighty works and what I'm about to do. Now, it's interesting. If you read the text, if you folks look with me, if you want to look at your Bibles, if you look at chapter 11, verse 8 says something very interesting. It's a very interesting point. And I think it's something to reflect upon. It says, Then he, speaking of Moses, went out from Pharaoh in great anger. Now when I read that, I was kind of perplexed like this. I mean, he's showing up, he's telling him he's going to kill them. Why is he leaving in great anger? Well, it's because of his righteous indignation towards what God's about to do. Not about God, but that these people refuse to repent Therefore, God has to judge them. So he's angry about what God is about to do because of them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because of them. He's not heartbroken here. He's recognizing that they're being judged. Okay? They're being judged. So, now, I want you to... I think it's interesting to me, when I was reading this, the Lord says nobody from Israel would be affected by this. Nobody from Israel would be affected by this. Now, I want you to keep that in the back of your mind, okay? What I just said, nobody from Israel would be affected by this. I want you to keep that in the back of your mind because I'm going to have you reflect on that in a moment, okay? Because when we get to chapter 12, we're going to talk about the Passover, and Israel is to do something now in order for the death angel to pass over so that they would not be harmed. So that's going to reflect something about Israel, okay? So let's talk about this. In chapter 12, verses 1 to 28, we're going to see the first Passover instituted. The first Passover. Now, how many of you have ever heard of the Passover? You've heard of it because every year the Jews celebrate the Passover. They always have lamb at Passover, okay? Always have lamb and unleavened bread and unleavened bread. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, what was he celebrating on the night in which he was betrayed? In the upper room with his disciples, they were celebrating what, folks? The Passover. Okay, so this is a significant event in the life of Israel, and it has some significance for you and I as well. So let's talk about it now. The Lord instituted a new calendar as he told Moses that this is the first month of the new year. All right, so right now, 
the, just so you're aware, the Jewish calendar began with this event. So like if you were to go to, um, if you were to go to Israel right now, the year isn't 2018. That's the Julian calendar. The Hebrew calendar, the year is 4,000 and some. And you're like, where did that, where did, why did they start? They started with this event. This is where the Jewish calendar begins, okay? So just so you're aware of it. So this is the first month, he said, of the year for them, all right? And they're on a lunar calendar. They're on a lunar calendar. Does anybody understand what a lunar calendar is? A lunar calendar is based on what? The way the moon cycles, okay? So it's every 30 days. All right, Julian calendar, it's more scientific. That's why we have 29 in February. I don't know why we have 28 or 29 there. And then we have 31 and some other times. It just, you know, it doesn't make sense, but hey, that's the way we are. So the Lord instituted a new calendar as he told Moses that this was the first month of the new year. Now he's going to institute this Passover. So here's what happens. Each family was to take a spotless male lamb for the household. When you read the text, the male lamb had to be under two years old. Poor families who could not afford a lamb, who could not get a lamb, were to then share with another family. Now, you say, well, how would they find that family? Remember, it's a culture based on hospitality. And so because they all had to do this, you would invite your poor neighbor to come join in the feast with you. Not a feast, but join in the meal. All right? So they had to take a spotless male lamb. Okay? A spotless male lamb. Now you're going to see the imagery here of what's going on here with our Jesus. Okay? Because who's Jesus, folks? His title is, remember what John the Baptist said? He is the what? Behold the what? The Lamb of God, all right? So each family was to take a spotless male lamb for the household. On a certain day, the lamb was to be killed and its blood put on the doorposts and the lentil. Okay, so just so you understand what the lentil is, like what's the lentil, okay? Is that a bean? Here it is. It's on the doorposts, on the lentil, okay? So they were to put blood from that lamb on the doorpost of the lentil of the home. All right? <clears throat> the lamb was to be consumed by the family that evening and its remains burnt by the morning. So they were to eat that lamb that night, all of it. What they couldn't eat would then have to be burned and eliminated before the morning came. All right? So that's what they had to do. Israel was to eat the lamb as they were prepared for a long journey. So here's what they would do. The instructions are very clear. If you look at your, if you look at your Bibles there in chapter 12, they were to dress like they were going on a journey. They were to have their sandals on. They were to have their rods with them. They were to be like they were ready in case they had to rush out of the house. They had to have everything ready to go. That's how they were to eat this meal. 
They were to eat this meal as if they were going to leave on a long journey. And the fact of the matter is, folks, they are going to leave on a long journey immediately. Okay? Immediately. Now, the Lord will pass over the houses with the blood and not judge their firstborn. All right, so here's what I want you to understand. The Lord is going to pass over the Lord is going to go through all of the houses of Egypt to execute judgment on the firstborn. But the houses that had the blood on the doorposts and the lintel, he would pass over. That's why it's called the Passover. All right? He would pass over. And so their firstborn would be spared. Now, remember what I said to you? Earlier, when we were looking at chapter 11, I said the Lord promised that he would make a distinction between what? Israel and Egypt, and none of Israel would be what? Harmed or hurt. Now, what does that tell you about the Israelites with regards to this? They started to believe they acted on that belief. It's basically, the point is, is that they all did this. Okay? They all did it. Why? Because by this point, in the number of plagues that have happened, do you think they believe that their God is real? And if their God's telling them to do this, you think they're going to do it? Yeah, you better believe it. You're, you're seeing the belief here. Okay? So, the Lord will pass over the houses with the blood and not judge the firstborn. The Lord instituted the Passover as a memorial feast throughout the generations. So this meal was to be commemorated every year after this point throughout the generations. Folks, to this day, the Jews still what? Celebrate Passover. To memorialize this event of being brought out of Egypt when he killed the firstborn. Okay? When he killed the firstborn. Moses commanded the elders of Israel to carry out the Lord's commands concerning the Passover. So you'll see there, now that the Lord's given them the instructions, Moses then tells the elders of Israel, and guess what? They did it. They did it. Now, the people did as Moses and Aaron commanded them concerning the Passover lambs. They did this. Now we come to verses 29 to 36, which is the death of the firstborn. So here's what happens. When you look at verses 29 and 30, it's just two verses. Two verses describe, that's all that you're going to know about what happened. It came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where no one was where there was not one dead. Wow. Alright, so let's talk about it. At midnight the Lord struck the firstborn of Egypt, including Pharaoh's house. So basically, folks. All of the firstborn of the Egyptians died. Died. 
So if you were a firstborn and you were an Egyptian, you were dead that day. It doesn't matter what age you were or whatever. Like, for instance, I'm the firstborn in the canon house with my mom and dad. Did you understand? So they died. There was a great outcry as e that evening as every household had at least one dead. So nobody was spared from this plague. Do you understand? Think about it. <clears throat> nobody was spared. Everybody had suffered a loss of at least one person. Everybody. From Pharaoh down to the lowest slave is what it's saying here. There was no distinction between people as far as what was going to happen except that they were the Egyptians. All right? Now, here's what happens in verses 31 to 36. It's exactly like the Lord said. Calling Moses that evening, Pharaoh released Israel and told them to take their herds as well. I mean, folks, it's not even the next day. It's not like we're going to have a royal court session the next day, tell Moses to come and I'll let him go then. It's like, no, that evening, Pharaoh says, hey, you better get this guy here now. He comes and he says, okay, take your people, take all your stuff, get out of here. Get out of here. That evening. Now you see why they were dressed like they were going on a long journey? The haste in leaving was such that the bread dough was not leavened. This is how fast it had to be. So they would prepare their dough to leaven during the night so that they could make bread the next day. The haste in leaving was such that they had to grab their dough to go because the bread hadn't been leavened yet. Now do you understand why they focus on the unleavened as a part of this meal? The Egyptians hastened the Israelites to leave as they gave them silver, gold, and clothing. Like, just, just go ahead and get out of here. Oh, you need some gold? Here, take as much as you want. Just leave. Just get out of here. So they basically plundered the Egyptians. Now, next week... We're going to look at their journey to the Red Sea and what happens at the Red Sea.